Welcome to Story Station, episode 12. In this episode, you can listen to two South American stories. The first story is titled, The Boy and the Violin. Listen to this wonderful story about a boy who always wanted a violin and the amazing things he did when he finally got one. The second story is titled, Why the Bananas Belong to the Monkey. Listen to this story to find out the real reason why all the bananas belong to the monkeys and how it came at the expense of an old lady's garden. Hope you enjoy it! I'll read a story called The Boy and the Violin. Once upon a time, there was a man who had an only son. When the man died, the son was left all alone in the world. There was not very much property just a cat and a dog, a small piece of land, and a few orange trees. The boy gave the dog away to a neighbor and sold the land and the orange trees. Every bit of money he obtained from the sale, he invested in a violin. He had longed for a violin all his life, and now he wanted one more than ever. While his father had lived, he could tell his thoughts to his father, but now there was none to tell them to except the violin. What his violin said back to him made the very sweetest music in the whole world. The boy went out to hire as a shepherd to care for the sheep of the king, but he was told that the king already had plenty of shepherds and had no need of another. The boy took his violin, which he had brought with him, and hid himself in the deep forest. There he made sweet music with the violin. The shepherds who were nearby guarding the king's sheep heard the sweet strings, but they could not find out who was playing. The sheep, too, heard the music. Several of them left the flock and followed the sound of the music into the forest. They followed it until they reached the boy and the cat and the violin. The shepherds were greatly disturbed when they found out how the sheep were straying away into the forest. They went after them to bring them back, but they could find no trace of them. Sometimes it would seem that they were quite near to the place where the music came, but when they hurried in that direction, they would hear the strains of music coming from a distant point in the opposite direction. They were afraid of getting lost themselves, so they gave up in despair. When the boy saw how the sheep came to hear his music, he was very happy. His music was no longer the sad, sweet sound it had been when he was lonely. It became gayer and gayer. After a while, it became so gay that the cat began to dance. When the sheep saw that the cat was dancing, they began to dance too. Soon, a company of monkeys passed that way and heard the sound of the music. They began dancing immediately. They made such a chattering that they almost drowned the music. The boy threatened to stop playing if they could not be happy without being so noisy. After that, the monkeys chattered less. After a while, a tapir heard the jolly sound. Immediately, his three-toed hind feet and four-toed front feet began to dance. He just couldn't keep them from dancing, so he too joined the procession of boy, cat, sheep, and monkeys. Next, the armadillo heard the music. In spite of his heavy armor, he had to dance, too. Then a herd of small deer joined the company. Then the anteater danced along with them. The wild cat and the tiger came, too. 
The sheep and the deer were terribly frightened, but they kept dancing on just the same. The tiger and wild cat were so happy dancing that they never noticed them at all. The big snakes curled their huge bodies about the tree trunks and wished that they, too, had feet with which to dance. The birds tried to dance, but they could not use their feet well enough and had to give it up and keep flying. Every beast of the forest and jungles which had feet with which to dance came and joined the gay procession. Jolly company wandered on and on until finally they came to the high wall which surrounds the land of the giants. The enormous giant who stood on the wall as guard laughed so hard he almost fell off the wall. He took them to the king at once. The king laughed so hard that he almost fell off his throne. His laugh shook the earth. The earth had never been, never before been shaken at the laugh of the king of the giants, though it had often heard his angry voice in thunder. The people did not know what to make of it. Now it happened that the king of the land of giants had a beautiful giantess daughter who never laughed. She remained sad all the time. The king had offered half his kingdom to the one who could make her laugh, and all the giants had done their very funniest tricks for her. Never once had they brought even a tiny little smile to her lovely face. If my daughter can keep from laughing when she sees this funny sight, I'll give up in despair and eat my hat said the king of the land of giants, as he saw the jolly little figure playing upon the violin, and the assembly of cat, sheep, monkeys, and everything else dancing to the gay music. If the giant king had known how to dance, he would have danced himself, but it was fortunate for the people of the earth that he did not know how. If he had, there is no knowing what might have happened to the earth. As it was, he took the little band into his daughter's palace, where she sat surrounded by her servants. Her lovely face was as sad as sad could be. When she saw the funny sight, her expression changed. The happy smile which the king of the land of giants had always wanted to see played about her beautiful lips. A gay laugh was heard for the first time in all her life. The king of the land of giants was so happy that he grew a league in height and nobody knows how much he gained in weight. You shall have half my kingdom, he said to the boy, just as I promised if anyone made my daughter laugh. The boy from that time on reigned over half of the kingdom of giants as prince of the land. He never had the least bit of difficulty in preserving his authority for the biggest giants would at once obey his slightest request if he played on his violin to them. The beasts stayed in the land of the giants so long that they grew into giant beasts, but the boy and his violin always remained just as they were when they entered the land. The End I hope you liked the story. The next story begins in a moment. I will read a story called Why the Bananas Belong to the Monkey. Perhaps you do not know it, but the monkeys think that all the bananas belong to them. When Brazilian children eat bananas, they say, I'm a monkey. I once knew a little boy in Brazil who was very, very fond of bananas. He always said, I am very much of a monkey. 
If you are fond of bananas, the Brazilian children will tell you that you are a monkey too. This is the story they tell to show us how it all came about. Once upon a time, when the world had just been made, and there was only one kind of banana, but very many kinds of monkeys, there was a little old woman who had a big garden full of banana trees. It was very difficult for her to gather the bananas herself, so she made a bargain with the largest monkey. She told him that if he would gather the bunches of bananas for her, she would give him half of them. The monkey gathered the bananas. When he took his half, he gave the little old woman the bananas which grow at the bottom of the bunch and are small and wrinkled, the nice big fat ones he kept for himself and carried them home to let them ripen in the dark. The little old woman was very angry. She lay awake all night trying to think of some way by which she could get even with the monkey. At last she thought of a trick. The next morning she made an image of wax which just lo which looked just like a little boy. Then she placed a large flat basket on top of the image's head, and in the basket she placed the best ripe bananas she could find. They certainly looked very tempting. After a little while, the biggest monkey passed that way. He saw the image of wax and thought that it was a boy peddling bananas. He had often pushed over boy banana peddlers, upset their baskets, and then had run away with the bananas. This morning, he was feeling very good-natured, so he thought that he would first try asking politely for the bananas. Oh, peddler boy, peddler boy, he said to him, please give me a banana. The image of wax never answered never a word. Again the monkey said, this time in a louder voice, Oh, peddler boy, peddler boy, please give me a banana. Just one little, ripe little, sweet little banana. The image of wax never answered a word. Then the monkey called out in his loudest voice, Oh, peddler boy, peddler boy, if you don't give me a banana, I'll give you such a push that it will upset all of your bananas. The image of wax was silent. The monkey ran towards the image of wax and struck it hard with his hand. His hand remained firmly embedded in the wax. Oh, peddler boy, peddler boy, let go of my hand, the monkey called out. Let go of my hand and give me a banana or else I'll give you a hard, hard blow with my other hand. The image of wax did not let go. The monkey gave the image a hard, hard blow with his other hand. The other hand remained firmly embedded in the wax. Then the monkey called out, Oh, peddler boy, peddler boy, let go of my two hands. Let go of my hands and give me a banana, or else I will give you a kick with my foot. The image of wax did not let go. The monkey gave the image a kick with his foot and his foot remained stuck fast in the wax. Oh, peddler boy, peddler boy, the monkey cried, let go of my foot. Let go of my two hands and my foot, and give me a banana, or else I'll give you a kick with my other foot. The image of wax did not let go. Then the monkey, who was now very angry, gave the image of wax a kick with his other foot, and his foot remained stuck fast in the wax. The monkey shouted, Oh, peddler boy, peddler boy, let go of my foot. 
let go of my two feet and my two hands and give me a banana or else I'll give you a push with my body. The image of wax did not let go. The monkey gave the image of wax a push with his body. His body remained caught fast in the wax. Oh, peddler boy, peddler boy, the monkey shouted, let go of my body. Let go of my body and my two feet and my two hands, or I'll call all the other monkeys to help me. The image of wax did not let go. Then the monkey made such an uproar with his cries and shouts that very soon monkeys came running from all directions. There were big monkeys and little monkeys and middle-sized monkeys. A whole army of monkeys had come to the aid of the biggest monkey. It was the very littlest monkey who thought of a plan to help the biggest monkey out of his plight. The monkeys were to climb up into the biggest tree and pile themselves on one on top of another until they made a pyramid of monkeys. The monkey with the very loudest voice of all was to be on top, and he was to shout his very loudest to the sun and ask the sun to come and help the biggest monkey out of his dreadful difficulty. This is what all the big-sized, little-sized, and middle-sized monkeys did. The monkey with the loudest voice on top of the pyramid made the sun hear. The sun came at once. The sun poured his hottest rays down upon the wax. After a while, the wax began to melt. The monkey was at last able to pull out one of his hands. The sun poured down more of his hottest rays, and soon the monkey was able to pull out his two hands. Then he could pull out one foot, then another, and in a little while his body too. At last he was free. When the little old woman saw what had happened, she was very much discouraged about raising bananas. She decided to move to another part of the world, where she raised cabbages instead of bananas. The monkeys were left in possession of the big garden full of banana trees. From that day to this, the monkeys have thought that they own all the bananas. The end. I hope you enjoyed this story. Thank you for listening to Story Station. We are adding stories as frequently as possible, so check back often. We would love to hear your feedback and any questions you may have. Thank you.